Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Charlie Maverick Show for October 27, 2013. Actually, this show was supposed to be aired yesterday, but Microsoft thought it was cool to have a system dump on my computer within five minutes uh, into the show. So without further ado, this is the actual final thoughts review of the Motorola Moto X on Verizon. It's the Charlie Maverick Show. Let's go. The Charlie Maverick Show is an open conversation about pop culture, sports, technology, and many other things. This show may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. So thank you guys for tuning back in to TCMS. I had the Motorola X for a month now, and I wanted to do a show dedicated to my final thoughts of the Moto X. Uh, what I like about it, what I love about it, and what I so much know how to feel about some stuff. So this review basically is after downloading the the camera update and some other software enhancements to the Verizon version of the uh, the Moto X, and this is so. This is going to be the most recent type review that you see, not on the old software. So there was a just to explain, there was a soak test that was um, sent out to select Verizon users to their Moto X phones to see how the update is going to be, if there's any glitches or whatnot. Uh, unfortunately, Verizon didn't like me enough to send me directly a, a soap test update. So what I did is I went to Google Plus on the Android community. I saw a post. Actually, I posted, how do I get this? And then someone gave me a link to Droid Life. Went to Droid Life. They had on their post comments a link to actually download the the full update. So I did that because I didn't want to wait. I didn't feel like I should have to wait. Verizon, if you're listening, do right by me and send me the updates like I'm supposed to because I review your phones. All right. We we don't have a good relationship right now. I just want to let you know our relationship is right now on ice. So anyway, moving past that. Um, what I like about the phone. So as I said before, and if you listened or read my past uh, thoughts, uh, like I did a post about having it a week later, having it two weeks later, um, talking about it like three weeks later, now it's the final one. And if you wanted to listen to what I thought about it back then, listen to those episodes or read that post that I had for the first week. Um, But... It's kind of consistently going to what I I do like about the device. First of all, I want to say that this device is ergonomically almost perfect. Uh, The way that they made the device curve uh, on the back is is totally cool to hold in your hand. I mean, it's, it's so comfortable to hold in the hand. And a lot of reviewers may not have told you this before, but aside from the curve on that's on the back, 
like the, the HTC One, you also have a slope goes to the phone. So it gets thicker at the top of the phone, and it gradually slopes to be thinner once you get to the bottom. What does that do? Well, that, that actually helps you hold it better in the hand and complements with the curve on the back. So you have the curve on the back that sits right in your palm easily. You have the sloping down of, of the back gradually as you get to the bottom so it doesn't seem as thick to the bottom of your hand. So someone has what that was designing this phone actually sat down and and like consciously took into account how it's going to feel into the palm of the average hand on everyday use. And they meticulously designed it in a way that it would be the most ergonomic phone that you would ever hold in your life. Did they succeed? Yes, they did succeed. So also, in addition to those two elements, you have the Motorola logo on the back that has an indention. And first, when you get the phone and you see the indention, you're like, "Ah, that's a weird indention. But once you start to use it and hold it in your hand and you turn on the phone, your index finger automatically (laughs) travels to that indention and always ends up in that indention when you're using it. So what do these three elements combine do to the ergonomics of the phone when you're using it on an everyday basis? This This is what it does. You hold it in your hand. You turn on the phone with the power button on the, on the right-hand side. You unlock your phone. And once you start to unlock your phone, that's when your index finger hits that indention. So you know with some other phones, when you, when you larger phones than, than the iPhone, you start to unlock the phone, and then the phone starts to kind of move and shift in your hand because it's... It's kind of big and it doesn't contour to the to the features in your hand. Well, with this indention and by your index finger going to that indention, as soon as you try to unlock the phone, it stabilizes the phone in one place. So let's say you're going you're outside and you're and you know how people like to text when they're walking outside. You don't have to worry about unlocking your phone with one hand and possibly dropping it. Also, if you bump into someone, you have the extra security that it won't be as easy to fly out of your hand because you have the ergonomics have it contoured to your hand, and once you're actually using the phone, you're you're fitting you're in. Your index finger is right there in the indention, and it kind of secures it. So you have a firm grip on You have a wide receiver football grip on this phone. That's what you have. And that those seemingly minor elements to the phone actually make a big difference. I went through the, the Samsung Galaxy S3, the Note 2, the HTC One, and none of those phones, no phone that I've ever used in the past has been this 
ergonomically sound. A lot of reviewers have said that, and I just wanted to explain in detail how they may have felt that way and how I do feel this way about that element of the phone. So the build quality is, is, is pretty good. Once you get to the buttons on the side, um, the, the buttons are really responsive. I never was in a situation where I had to feel out the buttons or it didn't respond or or it wasn't like it wasn't clicky enough or it wasn't like bounce bouncy enough. You know how a button is like you you have a, a too far recess button and it doesn't give enough resistance. And you're like, well did I click it? I'm not sure. Especially if you're not looking at the phone. You're like did did, did it come on? It's, sometimes people do that, you know. Especially you guys that text while drive. You unlock the phone, pushing the button, and you can't necessarily look because you're about to press the brakes, and then you're about to look down the phone because you know the phone screen should be on. Anyway, these buttons are very well placed, and they're very well engineered uh, in the way that it's, I think it's metal. It feels like a metal button. It doesn't feel like plastic. Um, the, the, the headphone jack at the top of the phone... I'm not sure how to feel about it uh, because of the fact that I haven't really used headphones with this phone yet. So would it feel weird because it's in the center of the top? Not sure. But here's my thoughts with it. Here's my assumptions that of, of what it would do. The way, as I mentioned before, the way that it slopes and curves um, gradually down to the bottom and how it how it curves around the back and how the actual uh, headphone jack is at the center of the top of the phone. By having this in your pocket, I can only assume this now, having this in your pocket, it would stabilize the phone so it doesn't move around so much. Headset jack is not on either side of the top so what it would do is it would give an, an even exit point to the cord so it wouldn't move around in your pocket. That's what I'm thinking. If you guys have experienced it different, let me know. Um, but I would assume that this, this makes perfect sense to having the phone in your pocket with the, with the headphone jack in it, you walking or running, and it kind of stabilizes the phone in your pocket so it doesn't like move around like a whole bunch of other it doesn't seem like it will be a phone that's around a lot in your pocket while doing such an action. Um, so the hardware is durable. If anybody has seen any of my posts, I hate and despise the use of phone cases. It's like, to me, it's like uh, buying a Mercedes and driving around with a car cover on your car with window cutouts. It's exactly how I feel about it. You buy the phone for reasons that you like how it looks, you like how it feels in your hand when you buy if you put a how thin you think the kid, it's going to do two things. 
It's going to change the look of the phone, and it's going to change the feel of the phone from when you first picked it up. That is going to happen. You cannot honestly tell me that you have put a case on any phone and it sustains the same look and feel that the phone initially had when it came right out of the box. You cannot honestly look me in my face and tell me that really happened. It can't happen. Put a case on it. It makes it bigger because it's another element on the phone. You you can't put a case on it and it gets thinner or sustains the same um, thickness. It doesn't happen because it's a coating on it. So I'm I'm just going to drop that because you know I, I I hear people say that they put the cases on the phones and they don't even um, see a difference in the way that the phone feels or it doesn't give it any extra thickness. Maybe it's the fact that they never used the actual phone without a case. Like, you know, some people buy the phone, buy the case, and tell whatever person that's selling you the phone, put the case on. Some people do that. So they never experience how the actual phone feels until that first time that they take the phone out of the case to try to clean it. And they're like, ooh. But prior to that point, they already wrote their review about the case. Anyway. So I feel <laughs> ending with the actual build quality of the phone, I feel is very, very nice. Very nice. Um, I'm going to breeze through the other elements of the phone. I mean, cause the build quality of the phone is is a major thing. If, if the phone doesn't feel right in your hand, the usability of it is going to deteriorate. Um, you, you're not going to have the experience that you actually want. That's why a lot of people like iPhones because it's small, it's compact, it fits in your hand. You use it with one hand, and it's just you don't have to, you know, interrupt your opposite hand. It is just ergonomically sound. But this expands on the ergonomics from the iPhone, and because it doesn't have a metal back, because it has a soft touch feeling back, it actually enhances the security in your hand. It doesn't feel like it's going to slip out. So a lot of people get cases, especially on the HTC One, because it has a metal back, hold it in your hand, it slips out, you broke the phone, you got to get another one. Then that's why I put a case on mine. Put a case on mine because it used to slip out. That's the only reason. Only the protection. I have not seen the scratch on the back of this thing. It, it, it does attract fingerprints, but wipe it off. People complain about fingerprints on the back. Wipe it off. Really? It's your, you know why you have fingerprints on the back? Because you had your fingers on the back. You probably have oily fingers. Um, you, you held the phone in the palm of your hand for a while, so your hand probably sweat all over the back. Uh, get over it. That's all I got to say. Anyway, um, I mentioned that it had a camera update. So let's get into the software of the phone, actually. So prior to the camera update, and it, it, it had some other enhancements, the call quality on this phone was kind of sketchy. 
I heard fine, but other people didn't hear me so well. I'm a soft-spoken person, if you can tell by the sound level of my voice on this recording. I'm a soft-spoken person. I don't speak loudly. My voice carries, but it's not a high amplitude. I have resonance, resonance in my voice, but I don't have high decibel counts in my voice like other people do. So I need all the help that I can get. So the lacking area prior to the update was that, you know, it was kind of spotty voice quality and some people couldn't hear me. After the update, haven't had that problem unless I was mumbling. And that would be my fault. So I'd say it's fixed, right? So we're good. Um, the speed of the software compared to what people call last year's specs. I see no problem. I've used two top-tier Samsung phones, and I've used the HTC One prior to using this for that time that the Galaxy S3, the Note 2, and the HTC One was out in their respectable time frame in tech, and HTC One is still t technically uh, top tier in, in relevance to, to this processor speed, I still say that this operates just as fine or even smoother than the majority of those. The HTC One is just fast for no damn reason, so it's not really comparable to that. That phone is just fast. It, it makes other fast phones look not so fast. That that's that's just the thing. But they says last year, so I don't see it. That's where optimizing the software comes in. You optimize the software to work with what you have on the phone and future updates to the phone, then you would have a pleasurable experience using the phone and you won't have lag, especially the fact that it's not crammed with needless and gimmicky features. I'm speaking to you, Samsung. As much as I like Samsung stuff, I have experienced lag in places where I shouldn't have because they have cram-packed it with features. Features that 90% of the time I'm not going to freaking use unless I'm trying to show off my phone to an iPhone user that talks crap about Samsung. That's why they put the features in there. You're not going to use the features. You're just going to show off to the iPhone users that bash Samsung so you can bash iPhone. That's why they made the commercials, people. That's the only reason. It's not for you to use on a daily basis. They do it because they can. I'm glad we got past that. Now you understand. So the software is minimalistic. Um, it's more towards the Nexus side of features. So uh, in, in the OS realm, uh, it looks like stock Android with a little bit of added features from, you know, Motorola and Google. Uh, for instance, Moto Assist, which I still can't test and see if it's actually working because maybe I am have not been in a situation where someone has texted or called me while I was in a meeting or while I was driving. If it has replied back to someone while I was driving, I don't see it 
in the text message thread, or maybe no one texts me while I'm driving. So I'll have to continue to see if that is the actual <laughs> thing that works. If you guys have experienced it, please let me know because, I mean, I'm sure it works. I just don't know. You know, my experience, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just like no one texts me while I'm driving. Like the world knows when I'm driving, which is okay. But I never got a chance to see how, how it actually worked at the back end. Maybe they get it and I don't see it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not supposed to see the reply message. Maybe that is it. I don't know. But I'm sure it works. They made it. <laughs> I'm sure it works. They wouldn't have put it out and, and called that a big feature. And no one, no one, no one that I've ever heard or that is a reviewer has ever said this crap doesn't work. So I'm assuming that it works. Okay. So we're going past that. Um, the only thing I have to say about the software is the app drawer. And it, it might have been um, me, but the transitions into the app drawer were kind of laggy when you try to turn it from the first page. Um, I put Nova Launcher on everything, so I no longer have that problem. And I don't know if that problem was fixed in the update with the other enhancements. So it wasn't in the change log, but, you know, I don't know. So that, that, that problem is no longer existent in my world, so I wouldn't say that's a negative thing. Um, the reviewers never say anything about it, so I'm, I'm not going to focus on that either. Uh, the camera. You you wanted to know about the camera. You you listened to the show this entire time to find out about the camera. You're like, Charlie, why did you wait so long towards the end of the show to talk about the damn camera? Well, I got to say, a, a lot of review, reviewers bashed the camera, said it is not um, high enough quality. It, it has uh, terrible color reproduction. I want to take time out to say two, maybe three, maybe four things. I'm going to roll with it, so I'm not even sure how many things I'm going to say about this, okay? So I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Um, first of all, if you are a person that is anal about camera quality, you should not be carrying or taking pictures with with a camera phone to start off with. You should be carrying a DSLR camera at all times because you are anal about cameras and you think all phone cameras suck anyway. And in the big picture of things, all phone cameras do suck compared to higher-priced cameras, the devices that their only function is to take pictures. You have a smartphone. Its primary function is not to take high-quality pictures that high-quality cameras only do. So are your expectations too high? Let's think about it. Compared to other phones with cameras, let's put that in perspective. I've used Samsung phones. I've used HTC phones. Compared to the detail that you get with this 10 megapixel camera, I like it. It's enough detail. I'm not looking for DSL, DSLR quality. I, I do keep it on HDR. 
that that's just something that I do. That it defaults to HDR. That that's what I do. But look, that that's just my preference. Ultimately, all I want is to get and capture the moment of what I'm doing. I'm not a professional photographer. I'm not expecting uh, DSLR quality pictures every time I point. And the majority of the people that that get phones are not focused primarily on the camera. If you're getting a phone based off the camera itself, get a camera itself. That should not be the, the determining factor in you getting or not getting a phone. It should be the camera. You shouldn't get an iPhone because the iPhone has the best camera on the market. What if the rest of the damn thing so let me put this in perspective. The the, the Nokia Lumia uh, I think it's the 1020 or whatever that has the, the high megapixel count camera. You get that phone because of the camera? Do you? Well, how about the rest of the phone? Do you like the rest of the phone? Ask yourself that. If you say yes, then that's the phone for you. If you say no, then get a damn camera and get the phone that you want that operates in the manner that you need it to. After that rant, I'm sorry, the camera is better after the update, I must say. It, it has better um, light reproduction, color reproduction. Uh, it doesn't fluctuate in, in, um, in exposures um, that much as it used to. I don't take that many low light shots. I don't know why you would. Because you know it's low light, so why are you trying to shoot it anyway and expecting to get great things out of it? That's another thing. You want low light shots, you know the lights are low, you turn the flash on to get it. Hey, look, you got the picture, so your expectations are too high right now. You got the picture, but you want more. You're never satisfied. I, just, I, I don't understand. You got the picture. Is it so hard to do post-editing. Go on Photoshop or go on Google Plus and do post-editing. Lighten the shit up. That's all you got to do. You want the phone to do everything for you. So the phone is your GPS. The phone is your alarm clock. The phone is your radio. The phone is your text messaging and communicating device. The phone is everything that makes you sandwiches. And you want it to also do post-production for you too. In some cases, and in most cases, it, it tries to do that. But you're not satisfied enough. You want the low-light shots that are complete dark to look like you took a shot in the sunshine. I don't understand your expectations for a phone camera. I want to say the camera's good. I took it to a food festival, and it took very, very good quality shots, something that I would say I am totally with. I've taken pictures with the HTC One and I had to play with the camera a little bit when I first got it. I didn't have to do it with this one. I, I take I took some pictures with the Galaxy Note 2. All those was those were good pictures. It's not a damn dedicated camera. Get a damn camera if you're worried about high quality shots. If you, sir or ma'am, are a professional photographer and you are only using a freaking camera phone, guess what? You're not a professional photographer. 
or you would have had a $1,000-plus camera to do the job, and you would have had a large portfolio to do it. You don't get the depth. People complain about the depth with their pictures from a camera phone. The lens does not protrude. You do not have a zoom lens. Get over it. Anyway, camera's good. I like it. You might not like it. You have to see for yourself. You might get a, a device, a particular one that doesn't have a good camera. Maybe you should take it back and see if you get one with a better quality. That might be your device. I don't know. And a lot of the reviewers got post, um, got 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 like uh, pre-mass production devices, the review devices. They were they they were given that, and they didn't have final 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 software, or or you know they rushed to get it to them. It, it wasn't the highest quality that it should have been. And some some have admitted to it, others haven't. First impressions are are a thing that that make or break a, a device. And I hope that you actually try to use it for yourself to see if it works for you. It works for me. I like it. Um, so the camera's good. The Google Now feature, although I haven't used it as much as I did when I first got it, I have used it still, and I still say that the features on this phone that are included are still day-to-day -day use case features. I've, I actually use it every day. I don't use it every day all day, but I still use it every day. It's still easier to use that with one hand than it is to, let's say, in a situation where you're carrying something in one hand, and you need to find out something or call someone with the other hand, especially when you're driving, that you pull this out, and if you have a lock on the phone, you unlock it, you know, you got the swipe lock, you know how the patterns go, you know how to type it in without looking, and then you say, okay, Google now, you, you speak your command, and that's it. You don't have to search for the microphone at the top of the Google search bar, you don't have to do that. You don't have to swipe up from from the bottom of the of the screen to bring up Google Now and and say, Okay, Google. You don't have to do that. It's still a use case um feature to where it's beneficial to you every day that you, every time that you use it. It's not one that you could be like, Well, it only takes me a few more steps and that's fine. The few more steps that are, that have been subtracted away is what makes it a great feature. It's not a feature that you can bypass and be like, Well, you know, I I, I can live or or live with or live without the feature. It it's a feature that is I mean it's good. It's really, really good. Um as I said, the motor was I'm I'm sure it works fine. I'm just not sure on my end if if it's working. Uh, I mean, I don't get a flood of text while I'm driving, so apparently it is working. Um, the the camera shake feature. Let me talk about that. That when I first saw the reviews about this phone, I'm like, man, that is a terrible gimmick. I'm never going to use that. I lied. I use it all the time. <laughs> I honestly use it all the time, and it works every time, people. You give it two or three shakes, depending on how forceful your twist is. I just do it three shakes just out of habit, you know, one, two, three. I mean, it's, it's a microsecond more than two shakes. 
two shakes of a lamb's tail, two shakes of the Moto X, and you get a picture, right? So my advice to you when you're using this is to turn the tap to focus on on the camera. First of all, that's what you should do anyway. Don't let the don't let the the, the phone not focus or, or try to focus it itself. Do tap to focus. It has the feature on the, on the setting. Set it to tap to focus, people. That's that's what you do. That's probably why you got blurred pictures in the first place. Expecting it to do everything. Tap to focus after you shake the camera, take the picture, and 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 this feature is basically, especially if you have a lock screen. This this basically is for uh, people that want to catch the moment, worry about it later. So you take it, you see them, you see something, you take out of your pocket like quick draw McGraw or Wired Earp. Wired Earp, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say this Wired Earp. You take out of your pocket like your your like your Wired Earp, and, and you're gonna be in a shootout, and you take it and, and you turn it, and then you take the picture and put it right back in your pocket. And in two three seconds, you got a picture that you would have probably missed because you had to use another camera shortcut to on another phone that it would took too long for you to get or you had something in your hand and, and, it, and this is a great feature that you don't even have to look at the phone to know that the camera is on this is great for getting for catching people in in <laughs> and not so great moments those of you people that like to capture people in not so great moments this is perfect for you um, you take it out of your pocket, you feel it vibrate, and that's when you know the camera's on. And you go ahead and hold up and take the picture and put it back in your pocket. And they're like, what'd you do? Nothing. Don't act like you didn't want to do it. You're going to do it anyway. This gives you the best opportunity to capture those moments, especially if you have a child. And everybody knows if you have a baby and they're doing whatever random thing that they're doing, and you take out your camera and they see that you're taking out your camera, they're going to stop and look at the camera. So between those moments where you're taking the phone out of your pocket on any other phone, right, any other phone, you're taking the phone out of your pocket, you're unlocking the phone, you're going to whatever camera shortcut you're going to, and then you hold it up and try to get it, the baby's already paid attention to your phone and stopped doing whatever cute thing it was doing. You missed the moment, and you're like, oh, my God, I missed the moment. I should have Google Glass. This, people, is a feature that will help you capture those moments. I'm telling you, it's great. Awesome, 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 awesome feature. So in conclusion, in the wrap-up of all the, the hardware, the software, the features that are in here, am I going to keep this phone? Absolutely I am. This, to me, from the phones that I've used so far, and I've, I've, I've used briefly the iPhone 5S, I've used briefly the, the Galaxy Note 3, I use extensively the HTC One, and of course I had the S3 and the Note 2. This is the best one, this is going to be one of the best phones I've ever used, all of the phones that I've used in my smartphone experience. And I'm going to say this is the best phone that Motorola has put out since, and you can argue with me that, with this if you want, 
This is the best phone that Motorola has definitely put out since the Droid X. And if you're nostalgic enough, this is the best phone that Motorola has put out since the OG Droid. This this phone has the potential to have the same impact that the OG Droid did in terms of you're going to remember this thing for years to come. Like I still think about that Motorola Droid that made me leave BlackBerry and BlackBerry's Prime, <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, that's a good phone at the time. I love that phone. And I must say, if you cannot get a Nexus phone because you're on Verizon and it's not going to happen, if you have gotten burned by the Galaxy Nexus that was on Verizon, which I have, and I love that phone, even though it didn't get software updates like it was supposed to. You rooted that bad boy, and you got software updates, and you liked it. The battery did suck. The camera did kind of suck. But, you know, again, I said, if you want a good camera, get a damn camera. Um, and let me, let me say one more thing to cameras. The best camera to have is the camera that is with you. Think about that. So this phone, this phone is great. Um, I didn't even talk about the the uh, the notifications on on the screen. That's still something that I like. To pull it out or pick it up off the off the table or out of your pocket and see the time or notifications. LG has this tap tap feature. You can tap this twice if it's sitting on the table, and you can see the notifications. So don't worry about it. Because of the way of it slopes, it rocks a little bit when you tap it, so it, it, it lets the phone know that it's being moved, and then you can see the notifications. Um, time is running out real quick. I want to say this phone, you should get, if you think about getting it, get it. Get it. I love the phone. You notice I haven't said many, or I, if, did I say any bad things at all about it? I don't know. But... Get the phone. It's great. This has been the Charlie Maverick Show, TCMS, for October 27, 2013. I hope you guys uh, visit the blog, uh, charliemaverick.blogspot.com, or visit the show page on blogtalkradio.com backslash TCMS. It's time for football today, people. I got to go get ready. I hope you enjoy your week. I will be back with the show on Tuesday and Wednesday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in and turn up. Holla at your boy. I'm out.